What do you mean, no good? I asked her. I was helping her cook something or other, pasta, I think. What are you talking about? Never mind, she said. What? I said. You can't just say I'm no good, then tell me to never mind. She sighed, and yes, she'd definitely done that to me before, that sighing. She'd sometimes just look over at me from wherever it was, sometimes even across a big room like our living room, and sigh. It was annoying, but nothing I wasn't used to. It wasn't easy, I admit. But by then, at 19, I'd gotten my shit together, working those jobs, helping around the house, babysitting Ricky, hanging out with Corky less and less. I'm just tired, I guess, she said. She was stirring something that didn't need stirring. She was doing something to do something. Is it the rent thing? I asked. Because I'll pay. You just tell me how much. I'll pay. It's not that. Well? It's just, it's just what? Never mind. No, please, Alyssa, never mind. And we went on like that for like ten full minutes, her telling me it was nothing and me pressing, pressing, pressing. Her trying to talk about the food and me telling her to stop avoiding the issue. Alyssa, she said, please, tell me, I said. Forget it, she said. Don't tell me to forget it. Can you get the basil out of the fridge? Don't do that. Alyssa, Jesus, tell me. And then, finally, after I just stood in front of the refrigerator, blocking her way, she said, fine, fine. Fine what? She balled her fists by her sides. Her face went red. Why haven't you cleaned your bathroom? She said. That's why I'm no good? I go up there. It's a mess. It's gross. You can't even respect your living quarters. Christ, I'll clean it, I said. I mean, what kind of example are you to Ricky? Ricky? He doesn't need an example. What you are is trouble, she said. You're trouble for him. And I'm worried. Him growing up, seeing how you do things. How I clean my bathroom? I'm worried about that. What kind of model his big sister has been? I worry all the time. You're serious? I'm busting my ass. Couldn't even graduate high school. She shook her head and stirred. I'll clean my damn bathroom, I said. She didn't say anything more. Just turned back to her pot and kept stirring. And I knew then that I had to leave. That her silence meant get the hell out of my house. And the more I thought about it, the more it seemed feasible. Like, yeah, I probably wasn't the best influence, but I wasn't the worst either. I was a unique individual, and unique individuals did things their own way, right? Like, what's that saying? Beating your own drum? Anyway, when my mom told me I was no good, I realized that it was a perfect opportunity to just start over, do things my own way, to ignore my mom, and maybe to a lesser extent, my kid brother. I don't need to be an influence on anybody, I told my mom, especially on that little shit. She didn't respond. Ricky and I didn't really get along much, mostly because I was so much older than him. He was just this kid, this nuisance. Eight years younger, so basically an alien. 
When I told him and my mom that I was having an abortion, he said, who's that? And I cracked up because my mom was so grave and serious. And here's this kid who knows nothing about what's happening asking who abortion is. No, I'm having an abortion, I said. It's when you get preg. And my mom stopped me right there, as she should have, because eight-year-old kids don't need to know about that kind of thing. But still, late that night, I snuck into his room, found him under the covers with his flashlight playing some video game, sneaking, really. And I felt this wave of pride, because that's exactly what I did when I was his age. Except back then, we didn't have the digital contraptions. I had to make do with the sleazy romance novels I found in my mom's bedside drawer. I said, and he immediately turned off his flashlight and lay down on his bed and pretended to sleep. Don't worry, Ricky.